Welcome back to Cold America. First off, I'm really sorry it took so long to get another podcast out. Uh, you know, I, I was texting James. I was like, hey, I'm going to do a podcast tomorrow. I'm going to do a podcast tomorrow. I'm going to do a podcast. And haven't been able to. Uh, frankly, let's just go ahead and put it out there. Let's start with this. Um, there is a quote-unquote restaurant next door to Unique uh, called 1225. And they're terrible. It's a terrible, terrible place. When you come in town, don't go there. Uh, it's awful. And they have uh, they have made a nightmare of, of the strip right now. Uh, I met with city councilmen. I met yeah a lot of a lot of different people, and we're working on things to make it better. And hopefully, hopefully, it'll happen. Uh, uh, I will tell you that Chief Blakeney has been absolutely awesome. Uh, the police chief, he has done everything he can. Uh, he's in full agreement with us. It's your mayor that you voted for that yet again has hurt in the city. Yeah, it's, it's pretty awful. So, is what it is there. Uh, but we're trying to uh, trying to figure it out and I had meetings with them and stuff this week and a lot of things going on and so we'll uh, we'll see how that goes but uh, and you know it's, it's really kind of ironic because one of the things that the reason we really wanted this location uh, you know it used to be Egan's it was because of our neighbors you know I got Keon next door to me and John Alford and Doug and them across the street Olivia all them uh, yeah, Nick Chacheston of Glory Bound right next door, Elaine and Evans there over here, uh, Oliver and Jeff and Purdy and yeah, everybody down at uh, down at Gillette's. and yeah, Scotty Mack and, and Grant and Corey and all them around us. I mean, we all, I used to work there, you know. Plus, plus Corey and I go way way back. Um, yeah, uh, Daniel down at Bear Shot, and I was like, yeah, I was like, everybody on the strip, awesome. I get along with all of them. This is going to be great. But then there's this place, 1225. And, yeah. So, but, it is now Friday morning. It is very early Friday morning because I have a roommate that has a lot of dogs and they wouldn't quit barking. So, I was planning on being here in a couple of hours. Of course, they got me up early. It's fine. It's fine. So, <laughs> I'm up, I'm here, and I'm ready to get started. So let's, uh, let's jump right into it. I'm going to start out what most of you are tuning in to listen to, and that's T-Town Dark League. T-Town Dark League, we got to start out with it. Uh, how could I not? Uh, I'm going to give you the standings right now. Now, you got to remember, there are 13 teams, right? And so everybody will have one bye week. Some of the teams have had buys. Some of the teams have not had buys. So, you know, the, the standings are, could be a little skewed at times with that. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you, our team, Third Dark Magic, currently we're sitting on top of the table with 66 points. We have not had a buy. Our buy is not this coming week, but the following week. Um, Cinco de Mayo graduation week is our buy week. Um, Elena's Long Shafts sitting only five points behind us at 61. Hoppers, that's the defending champions, team that beat us in the final last year. They have had their bye. 
we also have not played each other yet, and uh, that, that should be a good one. Um, the Darty SOBs, Robert and uh, David, Brad, Will, Keith, down at uh, Wheelhouse. We played them this past week, uh, but they're sitting at four. You got the Dartmouth Cometh, uh, who we played this coming week. The, they have won it four times in a row before last season. They're sitting on 54. Yellow Hammers Galette's team. How about this team? Last season was their first time in the league, and this season they're sitting at 45 points, sitting up there in fifth place. They've been winning games. Um, Winter Booze, that are unique. That's the uh, incredibly old team of Marvin and Tui and Sides, and uh, and they'll, they uh, <laughs> they're sitting right there behind them at 43 points. Bad darts, more beer, my man Wayne and Hunger and uh, JJ and uh, Andy and them. They're sitting there at 39. Bia from the Houndstooth sitting over there at 37 points. Against all odds, the other team out of Unique, Matt Jones and Nick Chichester and Paul and uh, Tanner Barnes when he's off work and their crew. They still have Daniel Jones on that roster. It has not played yet this season. Uh, they can get him back. He, he'd help them out. But uh, they're sitting there with 28. Short Shafts and Sticky Tips. Mallory and them sitting there with 22. 3DM who? You got to name your team. 3DM who? Shane. Cole. RG. Wee Man. They, they added a free agent acquisition at Joe Gleason this past week. Um, but they're sitting there with 22 points. The Hounds Truth. The second Hounds 2 team, if you're reading it, it looks like Hounds 2, T-W-O, but then the, oh, that's where the truth came in, is like the, the, the second Hounds 2 team. But uh, Sam Willingham and Mac and Lindley and Heather and all them, uh, they're sitting there with 19. World of Beer, newest team to it, taking their lumps. They, they got nine points, uh, but, you know, new teams, <coughs> it takes a minute. Takes a minute to figure it out, and uh, they're, they're going to be okay. They got they got some guys that are good throwers. I see the stats every week, <coughs> and more importantly, just have fun. Uh, I got to tell you, I got to tell you. Now I'll give you the MVP stuff in a minute, but this past week we went down to Wheelhouse, and my man Seth, Seth Hanna, the free agent acquisition that we got. Took the team, put us firmly on his back, and said, Come on, boys, I got you. Vintage Seth this past Tuesday. Keon was not there. Madison, who is uh, expecting, you know, here in May, was really not feeling well. So Keon had to stay with her. He wasn't able to make it. I told everybody it was a violation of team rules because our team pulls out, but that's, uh, that's a different thing. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, he wasn't there. I did not throw well. I hit a few quality marks, but I did not throw well. Scotty Mack threw the best he's thrown all season. He, he threw well. Danny, he was good. He was good. Seth was great. I'll, I'll just tell you, his quality marks that night. Seth threw a nine mark. He threw an eight mark. He threw a seven mark. He threw a six mark. He threw six five marks. He threw a low ton. He threw a mid-ton, and he threw two hat tricks all Tuesday night. 
That's filling the stat sheet, bro. That's filling the stat sheet. He was over an 11 with his QBR for the week. Uh, he was the week MVP. If you're curious, nobody was better announced. Let's take a look at those MVP standings. Robert, who played against Seth in singles cricket in that match, wow. They went three games. Uh, Seth won games one and three. Robert won game two. But, uh, Robert is still sitting on top as MVP with an 8.74. Seth sitting right behind him at a 7.61. Eddie Eds from Elena's Long Shaft, 7.39. I'm actually sitting right behind Eddie with a 6.6. Um, but I'll tell you, this is how I know the stats are so misleading. there at 6 right now with a 5.81. Uh, Will from Dirty SOB is sitting there with a 4.74. Tui from Winter Booze trying to carry on the old the old uh, sitting there with a 4.61. Wayne sitting right behind him with a 4.54. He's actually tied with Keon. Uh, obviously the captain of Third Dark Magic. And then Brad. Teams with the top dogs, they they've been doing it. Um, I I think I left a couple out there like uh, Scotty Mack and uh, and Wes and them, but that's the thing is that they've been uh, they've been doing well and they've been doing better, and so you'll see their numbers continue to rise as the season goes on. You got Scott Hollis sitting up there with three point seven one, Evans sitting there with three point four one, Paul three point six five. You got quite a few. A lot more consistent because that's what I need to do. Hmm. Now, it'll be fun this next week. Let's look at this next week's matchup. So let's look at that. All right. You know, as long as I'm sitting here doing this and it is my show, <laughs> then I can do it. I, I just told you the standings. I told you someone where they're at. This will be week eight of the 13 week season. Um, the Dartman cometh from Nocturnal Tavern. They come down to the Red Shed to come play Throw Dark Magic. Um, you've got 3DM Who, the other Red Shed team, going down to Top Shelf to take on Wayne and them. Uh, Wayne and Hunger and JJ and all them. Andy and all them. 
Uh, man, that's going to be a lot of drinks. Whoever's bartending at Top Shelf this week, stretch. You're going to be good to go with Shane and JJ and Cole and all them in there. Um, the Darty SOBs, Robert Neal, they go on the road. They come down. They're going to come down University Boulevard. They're going to turn right on Red Drew, and they're going to walk into Hoppers. They played us last week. They get Hoppers this week. That's not a not an easy stretch. Um, Commissioner did no favors on that. I didn't even realize that till right now, by the way. But uh, Elena's long shafts coming off of a big win last week. They'll be there waiting on them. Short shafts and sticky tips. Mallory and them out of top shelf. They will come down to the Hounds Tooth. The second Hounds Tooth team play them. Uh, both those teams need, need some points, and, and they'll be looking to get some. Uh, World of Beer. They get to travel. They will be going. They will be coming here to Unique to play against all odds. Matt Jones and Nick and Paul and and everybody always gracious those great representatives of our bar in the Dark League. And so I'm sure that World of Beer will enjoy hanging out and having fun. <coughs> um, Matt and them, you know, sitting there on the cusp of the playoffs. They they need they need some big points this week. Win or boost. The other unique team travels down to Galette. Woody will be behind the bar. Hey, Oliver, Purdy, EK, Circuit. Put Kenzie behind the bar with Woody on Tuesday night. I've texted you. I've called you. I've asked you. I'm telling you. Put Kenzie back there with Woody on Tuesdays. Hmm. Woody's awesome, and I'm not waiting on drinks, but Kenzie's fun. Anyway, she's pretty cool. Anyway, no, uh, Tuesdays are, are a night where, obviously, Dark League, so I'm out. And I try and bounce around. My man Woody usually works Tuesday nights. So I always get out of the team, so I have to mess with him a little bit. But anyway, uh... <laughs> and we'll definitely be down there this week. Uh, definitely be swinging by. Like to go around Hoppers, Houndstooth, Redshed, obviously. Uh, I hit Unique in between each stop. <laughs> Occasionally I can get downtown, not all the time, but most of the time. Yeah, and see a few people down there as well. But, um, and on the rare occasions, Scotty Mack and Danny will talk me into walking into Rounders. But that's, uh, that's a little more rare. That probably happened more though as we get into the summer. You know? I heard a friend of mine say this a long time ago and I really liked the line and so I've kind of recycled it. That uh, if you don't see me in your bar, congratulations because you're way too busy. Yeah. I, I mean, I've, I've been there, done that. I don't need the big crowds. So, yeah, you're welcome. Hmm. Anyway. Now. Let's move on here and talk about some actual sports. What do y'all think, other than deep down North League? What do y'all think? Is that why y'all tuned in today? Y'all tuned in to actually hear sports? Alright, well we're going to start out with Major League Baseball. Because, come on guys, MLB's going. If you didn't know this, then you obviously don't have social media on around. Uh, we have the MLB package here at Unique. Every game on. Um, it's the best deal as far as sports leagues with the packages NFL I love having I like having them on all that it's great it's expensive um, compared to this nothing's more expensive than UFC 
the ultimate fighting. They are so proud of their product. I will never have that. I will never get that. They're, it's ridiculous. But, um, plus I don't care about it. So, let's jump into some MLB. Look at the standings here. You got the Blue Jays starting out in the AL East. The Blue Jays sitting on top at 8-5. and five. The Rays sitting there at 7-6. and six. The Yankees at 7-6. and six. Red Sox 6-7. Six and seven. Orioles 4-9. and nine. That's better than I thought they would start. Um, I'm not going to go through the last 10s or 10 at home or any of that because, come on, guys. Come on. This is way too early. This is incredibly early in the season. We're about 13, 14 games into the season, right? So this is just where you're at right now. But who did come out hot? Uh, the Guardians from Cleveland. 7-5. Keep making jokes about their name, and they're going to keep winning baseball games. White Sox playing 500 balls. Center at 6-6. Six and six. The Royals at 5-6. Tigers 5-7. Twins 5-8. That division just a cluster. Two and a half games separating first and last. Um, time and more games will separate out that division zone. Over in the AO West, the Angels sitting on top at 8-5. you got to love to see that. Otani doing great things. We all want to see him and Mike Trout and all them in the postseason. Joe Madden, if you didn't see it a week or so ago, they're down in the game. It's the fourth inning. They're down in the game, right? Bases loaded, two outs in the inning. They intentionally walk Corey Seager. Brings home a run. But then they get the next out to get out of the inning. They go on. They won that game. They put up five in the top half of the fifth. And they won that game. The look on Mike Trout's face when they were doing it. Of astonishment. And what are we doing? Beyond priceless. It was great. He was like, wait, what is Joe doing? Okay. All right. And then they came up and they hit the ball and great things happened. And they won. This happened again a couple of nights later. And the fun stat has been brought to my attention. Teams are 8-0 when they have walked a man with the bases loaded, intentionally walked, intentionally walked, intentionally walked the man with the bases loaded, giving a free run to make the better play. You know, to face the better matchup, whatever. To not give up the big inning. Get the next guy. If I'm on deck and you walk the guy in front of me, you are not getting me out. Period. Period. No, I don't care. Oh, Coleman, you say that like anybody can hit. I was a terrible hitter in high school. I was a terrible hitter. You know, not since I was like 12 years old. I'm getting on base. I'm getting beamed. I'm getting walked. I'm, I'm a, a dying quail, a ground ball with eyes. You will get my 100% best effort fully focused. I promise. So disrespectful. That's how I'm taking it. Let's jump over to the NL East. Alright? The NL East, as we should call it. Hi-yo! Let me, 
The New York Mets sitting on top of the division at 10 and 4. I say that like I'm happy about it. I'm not really happy about it. I'm just glad it's not the Atlanta Braves. I am. Everybody talks about Atlanta going into this season like they were a juggernaut last year because they won the World Series. They were not. They were an average team. They were below average, under 500 at the All-Star break. But you know what? The GM made great moves. Give them credit. They made great moves. They worked out. They got hot at the right time. They did it when it mattered. And they went on. They won the World Series. So now everybody talks about them like on paper they should be the Dodgers. They didn't just lose Freddie Freeman. You know, the Jock Petersons, the Solaire, all those others, they're gone too. Atlanta's still sitting there at six and eight. That's four games out of first, but they're they're in second place. The fish, the Marlins, it's sitting there at five and seven. Mainly because the Marlins, they just took a couple off St. Louis, they took a couple off the Phillies, and that's where they're sitting. The Nationals at six and nine, sitting there in the Phillies at five and eight. This division's gonna switch around a lot. The Phillies are only four and a half games out of first place, and they're in last. The Nats were also four and a half out. By the way, if you didn't do that math, six and nine, five and eight, yeah, it's pretty close. Anyway, um, that division is gonna move a lot. You're gonna see a lot of ups and downs. The Philly fans, a lot of them are angry and calling for Joe Girardi's head. Relax. You had the best manager in that division by far. Relax. Okay? The Mets have the best overall pitching staff. The Marlins have Lopez and Alcantara, those young stars, on the hill. The Braves have MLB and the MLB umpires helping them in every way they can. The Nationals have Danny Shanahan and Navarro and that's about it. Uh, that's, that's, that's fans of theirs. Uh, both of them. Anyway, uh, I think Andy Caldwell. Andy's a Nats guy. I just remember that one. The NL Central. The Comedy Central, if you will. Because it's a joke. The St. Louis Cardinals are on top at 7-4. and four. The Brewers are sitting right there behind them at 8-5. and five. Technically, they're tied for first. It's 8-5, 7-4. Yeah. The Cubbies are sitting there at 6-7, and seven, same as the Pirates. Yeah, they would be ahead of the Pirates, but the Pirates beat them yesterday. So, here they are. Um, and the Reds, well, they have a team with uniforms and everything. 2-11. and 11. The Reds' owner was asked, uh, yeah, obviously the fans were very upset with all the moves they made in the offseason of selling off their good players, trading off any of their main players, not going out and doing anything. How do you feel about it? And he said, where are they going to go? What are they going to do? They're going to leave? They're going to pull for another team? They're not going to do anything. He goes, they should thank me for still being here. If any owner actually wanted to make money with this team, then they would, he goes, if I were to sell this team to anybody else and they wanted to make money, the first thing they would do is move out of this city. The balls on this guy. How bold are we? Okay. Okay. Let's not get crazy. It's not the first time an idiot from Ohio has spouted off their mouth, especially with the Reds organization. I remind you of Mark Shot. 
Um, so, whatever. But, <clears throat> I mean, what are they going to do? Be a Cleveland fan? The mistake by the lake? And you know Ohio has to talk about Ohio all the time. Yeah, whatever. Sensy, man. Um, how do I see this division shaking out? I think the Brewers, are the, they got the better pitching. It'll come around. I think the Brewers win this. The Yabalina, Adam Wainwright, and uh, Albert Pujols farewell tour that continues to go. That's cool and all for them. It's it's great for their city. It's going to sell some tickets. But as we get into the dog days of summer, these guys, yeah, their legs are gone. You know, they, 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 they're older. I don't think they do it. They got Nolan Aronado. They got some, you know, they got some players, but come on. In the West, hey, here's a shocker we didn't see coming on paper. The L.A. Dodgers are on top at 9-3. and three. Hat, the, the coolest moment of the baseball season. And I don't foresee anything topping it. For the L.A. Dodgers, in his first game against the Atlanta Braves, his first at-bat against the Atlanta Braves, Freddie Freeman goes yard. And the smile on my face could not have been bigger. As happy as Shane was when they won the World Series, I was in that moment. I was looking for champagne to pop. It was epic. That's only the third time in MLB history that a player that was a that won an MVP award homered in the first at bat against uh against his former team. So that he won the MVP. So just, just throw that out there. It's not like that happens every day. The Rockies are actually sitting in second in that division at eight and four, kind of tied for second with the Padres who are nine and five. The New York baseball I'm sorry. The San Francisco baseball giants. <laughs> eight and five also. And the Diamondbacks, the Snakes. They're sitting there at five and eight. I think they need to redo their logo. I don't like the A with the snake skin on the side of it. It's not a fan. I think the entire A should be a snake. But that's just me. Um, anyway, that's where they're sitting. So, there's your way too early where we're at. I mean, you look at that, you know, West real quick. Dodgers, Rockies, Padres, Giants all separated by a game and a half. Diamondbacks sitting down there four and a half out, but, you know, I mean, come on. Anyway, they got Madison Bumgarner over there. He's still doing great. I will say, uh, yesterday, Miguel Cabrera for the Tigers was intentionally walked. He is sitting on 2,999 hits. He's trying to be Mr. 3,000. The Yan- and the New York Yankees intentionally walked him yesterday. Aaron Boone, the manager for the Yankees, they asked him about it. He said, well, he cost me a World Series back in 03, so consider us even. You know, he kind of laughed it off. Miguel Cabrera had much better answers. He went, I don't care. He goes, my own base percentage went up. He said, when did baseball become about individual stats? He goes, I got on base. He's like, it's a team game. That's all that matters. 
we won the game. And they did. They won the game yesterday. It was, it was a team game. We won the game. That's all that matters. Mr. Miguel Cabrera, answers like that are why you are, why you are in my book, a first ballot Hall of Famer. On top of your numbers, definitely saying you're a first ballot Hall of Famer. It is the answers like that. Hmm. You, sir, are 100% correct. It's not about individual stats. It's not. It's a team game, and I love that when you said it. I appreciate that more than you know, sir. More than you will ever know. You know feel free to uh, shoot me a text and, you know, whatever, and uh, thank me for all these kind words I'm saying to you. But, uh, Mickey, that, that was cool. That was a good answer. That was a good answer. I'm going to jump on over here, guys. We're going to jump over to the NHL. I know we're a few minutes in. Just real quick, here's where we're at. We're getting closer to it. Um, we're about 135 games in. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I had said that. But what am I saying? We're about 70 to 75, 77, 78, something like that. Games in, depending on how many, you know, different ones play different amounts. We're about 77, 78 games in <laughs> of the 82-game season. So let's take a look. 185 games in. That's crazy. Um, I'm losing my mind. It's from the lack of sleep. Because of barking dogs. Um, in the Atlantic Division, in the Eastern Conference, in the Atlantic Division, the Panthers sitting on top. Um, the Maple Leafs right behind them. The Lightning right behind them. Then the Bruins. Sabres, Red Wings, Senators, Canadians rounding that out. Over in the Metropolitan Division, the Carolina Hurricanes that no one should ever be a fan of are sitting there uh, on top of that. The Rangers right behind them. Then the Penguins, the Caps hanging around. The Islanders, Blue Jackets, Devils, and Flyers. Let's jump over to the Western Conference. In the Central Division, you got the Avalanche sitting on top. Colorado Avs. Um, then the Wild, the Blues, the Sex Predators, uh, the Dallas Stars, the Jets, the Blackhawks. Hey, remember back when they were good? Yeah, it's been a while. Coyotes behind them. They're not in last. Yay for now. They can still be caught. I'm sure they will. The Pacific Division. The Calgary Flames sitting on top, and that team's fun to watch. We gotta watch them, man. They're, they're fun, they're fast, they play fast. They like they like goals. The Oilers uh, sitting there behind them. Then the Kings, the Las Vegas Golden Knights, Vancouver Canucks, the Ducks, the Sharks, and the uh, Kraken. Released the Kraken. The Kraken started out pretty good. And then uh, reality set in, and that was much, much better. So, that's where we are uh, in the NHL. As that season winds down, you can keep an eye on that. See as we go. Let's take a look over. I can't believe I'm going to do this. I can't believe I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. The NBA playoffs are going on. All right. Memphis leads the T-Wolves in their series 2-1. Dallas leads the Jazz 2-1. That's upsetting. I didn't like that. Uh, The Warriors lead 3-0. They're looking great. Uh, They beat the Nuggets last night. 
Uh, the Miami Heat have just been throttling the Atlanta Hawks. They go in game three tonight. Miami leads 2-0. I expect uh, I expect the Heat to, to go ahead and handle it. But look, this is the NBA. It's a rigged sport. It is corrupt. Do not trust it. Do not be wagering on this. Uh, it's trash league, all right? Um, let's not give them too much credit. And do not be surprised if every series goes, you know, five games and then seven games in the next round because they need the TV money. Mm. And unfortunately, there's people out there still watching it. Uh, in the Bucks and Bulls, they're tied one-to-one. Look at the Bulls in the playoffs with a playoff win. It's been a minute. Uh, they go again tonight uh, for game three. Then you've got the uh, Suns and Pelicans tied up at one game each. A couple of former Bama guys down there in uh, New Orleans. Um, look, I like the Suns in this series, and I think they I think they take it over tonight. That's game three tonight. They're tied one to one. I like the Suns on the road uh, to steal it, still home court back. Clay, your Philadelphia 76ers leading it three to zero against the Raptors. Tomorrow, they play again, 1 o'clock. I'm going to say this. If Clay is here in Unique watching the game with me at 1 o'clock tomorrow afternoon, the 76ers will win, they will sweep, and they will advance. And Clay will probably be asking for a broom to run around the ball with. If he's not here, they drop that game, and then they win it in uh, the next one. But uh, <laughs> um, Dallas, they lead... Uh, they lead the Jazz. I already did that one. The Celtics lead the Nets 2-0. to They go again tomorrow. Um, and so that, that's where you are in the NBA playoffs. So nobody should care about that because, come on, it's the NBA playoffs. Sorry. Anyway, uh, the USFL started up. We have spring football. Uh, there's a lot of things that are different about it. The listening to it with the audio where you can hear the players, you can hear the ref, you can hear the coaches, you can hear everybody. Uh, some older people that I know had a hard time with it. I thought it was pretty cool uh, myself, but, you know, whatever. Uh, I think it's good. I think it's a good league. Uh, I think it's great to have spring football. And I think it's cool that they're playing all the games in Birmingham right now. Uh, yeah, it's right up the road. And if you're in the area, and you must be in the area, because this isn't a very powerful broadcast, then uh, get out there, check it out, bring your kitties. Yeah, that's for love of the game reference there. Mm, mm. For love of the game. What am I talking about? What am I talking about? A league of their own. A league of their own. My bad. My bad. Yeah. At least I got the quote right. <laughs> it's... So, um, that's where we're at. I will tell you, T-Town Dart League, we also have a singles league. I'm not going to go through the standings of it. Uh, you can go to ttownbartleague.com and see all that. But it's, uh, it's been a lot of fun. I will tell you, everybody in the league, everybody you see playing in this league, in this singles league, you've seen get better and better and better. They're winning games. They're winning games. They're hitting outs. The outs have gone up. They're hitting higher outs. Um, my man, Mac, he's my partner here at Unique. Uh, he had the hot rod out in our tournament last night. Uh, he won his match this past week 6-1. to one. 
when he started out last season, he had not thrown in a long time, and he was taking some games on the chin. But you know what? He kept throwing, kept throwing, and now he's hitting it. I play him next week. Uh, I need the points because I've dropped a few in a row now, and uh, I've I've got to I got to figure something out. But frankly, I think it's going to be a battle. I've got to come correct. I think a lot of people are going to look at that on paper and go, oh, Coleman, he's commissioner of the league. He's been doing this for a long time. Yeah, he'll, he'll wax. No, that's not how it works, bro. you got to hit the outs. you got to throw the darts. got to hit the outs. Anybody on any given day, and especially in this league, because it is, it has gotten tough. Mm. It's a lot of fun. Uh, Wayne is sitting on top of the table. Uh, not, not this week, but the next week. We got Robert Meat uh, coming up here in a couple of weeks on the other side of the division. I'll tell you, I'm going to find out when they're playing that and make sure I'm there. I might keep score. I might just sit back and watch. Uh, but hopefully they play it here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, at Unique. So uh, we're here. We open at 2 o'clock Monday through Friday. And then Saturday and Sunday, uh, we open even earlier, open around noon. Uh, now Saturdays, sometimes even earlier than that. Last week I was open at 8 a.m. It was a day, and it was a terrible night. It was a great day. All the people that came by during the day, it was a good time. Uh, we had rain. Uh, it was a very quick game with you know the continuous clock and all that. Uh, I don't get big into 8 a.m. Don't ask me. Why are you asking me about 8 a.m.? Why are you asking me about that right now? That's silly. Let me explain A day to you. Alright. In the spring, you're allowed 20 practices, right? That is the 20th practice. That's the last practice of the spring. You can watch it on television. So you're not gonna be kidding any little things that coaches want to give away. Alright, before next season. That somebody could be preparing for all summer. You're watching a very vanilla, very bland practice. And people go out there and watch because they want to see which player's gonna, you know, they think it's gonna break out, who looks good in that one practice. And they will judge their spring based off that one practice. Nick Saban, he's at all 20 practices. He's done a pretty good job. He's done a pretty good job. I'd say great, but you know, we're not the defending champions. Uh, yeah, in Georgia. So. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Y'all calm down. I'm kidding. I don't, I don't like to use the term GOAT. I don't. Because it's so thrown around and so overused now that, no, it's like saying, you know, it, it, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's watered down. The GOAT debate. The GOAT debate. The GOAT debate. Shut up, ESPN. Just shut up. Anyway. I don't like to, I don't like to use that term. But if it stand, if, if one man has it, it's him. It's him. And I'll tell you, I, uh, a few years ago, Keyshawn Johnson was in town. He was at the Red Shed. I was sitting there talking with him for a while. Uh, really cool guy. Really good guy. He's a USC guy, as you know. Fight on. Uh, I like I like Keyshawn. I don't have a problem with USC, but uh, he uh, he asked me point blank. He goes, 
right, man. Bear Bryant and Nick Saban. He goes, you seem to know your – I'm going I'm to clean this up a little bit. He said, you seem to know your stuff. You know your stuff. And I went, thanks, man. I appreciate that. He goes, so let me ask you. Bear Bryant and Nick Saban. I went, man, you better shut up. You trying to start a fight in this for him? I was like, be quiet. And I was joking. I was obviously joking. Because most of the kids and the students here don't know enough about Coach Bryant to have that debate. I think it's a great debate. Nick Saban, with what he has done in this short period of time, 14 years. Yeah, look at there. 15, 15 years? I don't know what year it is. Anyway, in that little bit of time, you have seen him adapt from ground and pound to one of the fastest offenses in college football. You've seen him go for that big, huge Mount Cody on the D-line to just, you know, edge rushers, uh, Will Anderson. I think after this season, lay some money on Will Anderson on that Heisman. Because after this season, the only Alabama defensive player you will be able to compare Will Anderson to will be Derek Thomas. And that's going to be a fun debate. But for a long time, I, I, I give... And I still do. I give a lot of credit to Bryant because of the longevity that he did it. Think about all those those decades of doing it. Just think about, I want y'all to think about this. 1990. For those of you, I think most of you listen to this, you're older, you understand the show, you, you understand me, you're, you're closer to my age. So 1990... You uh, think about how the world was and how people were. And then fast forward at five years, 95, 2000. Think about how the world was in 2000 and how people were in 2000. Then go to 2010. Now look at today. All right? You with me? You see how much people have changed in that, in that short little span? Bryant doing it over such a long time, knowing that people change over those times in the same way that the culture evolves, everything does. And for him to maintain excellence for so long, you have to give credit for that. What Coach Saban has done in this short amount of time is beyond immaculate. It is insane. To think about yeah, running a, a dynasty for that long without the drop-off. It's crazy. The great thing is, I don't have to answer this debate between Coach Bryant and Coach Saban. All I have to simply do is smile and say roll tide. And know that the two greatest... Both were crimson and white, buddy. You can come at me with whoever else you want, and I will tear down any other coach you have using either Bryant or Saban, whichever one you want. Bring them on. Do not show up here with Joe Paterno. I'm going to make you cry. All right? Bobby Bowden, get out of here. I like Bobby Bowden. I like Bobby Bowden. Don't try and put him on that in that category. I don't care who your team, 
I don't want to hear about anybody. Don't don't think of oh Barry Switzer, Daryl Royal. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear. It. Don't bring me Neyland either. You hear me, Tennessee? Shut up. How you gonna tear me down with Bryant when he had a winning record against Bryant? Well, he wasn't there all of Bryant's career, now was he? Anyway. Our real rival Tennessee had to talk to them. Yeah, had to, had to bring them into this. Anyway, guys, that is my time. As always, as always, I want to thank y'all for listening. I know I went a little longer today than I wanted to, but it's been a minute, and I missed you guys, and I missed doing this. So, just wanted to tell y'all, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, James Green, thank you for your patience with me and everything. Uh, I'll be finally getting this recorded and helping me out in so many ways. But as always, guys, y'all swing by and see me here at Unique. Uh, yeah, you know, even if you're not in the league, I know you're going Coleman. You talk about North League, you may, yeah, it sounds great. How do I get in? Easy. Show up to the tournament. We do a tournament here on Sunday that's blind draw teams. We do a tournament here on Thursday that's singles. Uh, we're doing a unique dark challenge on Saturdays. It's a lot of fun. You show up anytime between three and eight for that. Redshed does a tournament on Monday nights. Free to enter over there. Um, you show up to those. You just play some darts. And you'll meet league players. You'll get picked up on a team. That's how it works. That's the easiest way to get in. But uh, anyway, that, if if you don't want to go that route, if you're here in town and you hang out in another bar and you go, well, we want to have a team and we want to play out of Copper Top, but we want to play out of Ennis for a year, you know, wherever, that'd be awesome. It'd be great. We want more teams in. Uh, you just need four people a total, including yourself, that are willing to hang out together on Tuesday nights and drink together and throw some darts. Minimum of four, maximum of six per roster. Anyway, that is my time. As always, I leave you with this. Shoot to score. Play to win. But when you get married, make for damn sure that you are the ugly one. I'm Chris Coleman.